Welcome to the Soccer Podcast, where we talk soccer in Delaware, soccer in the rest of the world, and everything between. My name is Sebastian, and this week I'm joined here by Dwayne. Sebastian, what's going on, man? What's up, man? Um, it's been, I feel like I haven't seen you in a while. Um, mostly because I haven't. Yeah, you haven't. <laughs> it's, been a, it's been a week. <laughs> it's been a week. Yeah. So, um, yeah, man. I, I, remember, I, I guess I recorded the podcast in Delaware last week. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. yeah before you went to Florida. I think I felt like I was in Florida recording this, but maybe not. Forty-eight hour trip. Um, if you want to call it that, still catching up on sleep. <laughs> time difference, <laughs> jet lagged. Yeah, time difference, jet lag. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, we're we're a week away from the World Cup final, or a week and two days away from the World Cup final. Semifinals or the quarterfinals start today. Um, uh, actually, I'm what you know, watching the preview right now, of the games. Um, or at least I am. Um, got got some pre games going on now. Um, Brazil playing Croatia in this first game, and then uh, Portugal will play Morocco tomorrow, and England will play France, and then today will be Argentina against the Netherlands as well. Yeah, I'm disappointed to be missing England and France. I'm gonna probably be able to watch the first half. So you got games. You got your last tournament of the season. In my last turn, I got that P Classics Winter Showcase. It's going to be cold. It's going to be cold. I'm going up on Sunday. Pick the coldest day. I picked the coldest day for whatever reason. But I also picked the day where there wasn't a World Cup game on. So You're right. Like, but I'll, if you I'll, see me in one of those like tripods, that there's all-weather tripods, it got cold. All-weather tripods? You know the little tripods that you can put your chair inside of? You can like zip it up. Around. It's like a little tent. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You get a coach from there? I'm a coach from there. All right. Fair enough. Why not? Bring the bullhorn and just be like, yo. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, I'm excited uh, for for this last, you know, kind of last little week uh, or last day of soccer on Sunday. Um, and then, uh, you know, World I think Cup I final. brought in the year and I'm closing out the year. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, 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 you did. Um. Argentina trip next Sunday. I leave next Sunday after the World Cup final. Um, That'd be nuts if they win the World Cup. Yeah, I'm not talking about it. So they gotta uh, win today. <laughs> uh, I'm not talking about it. Uh, so, uh, so yeah. So Sunday will be the um, World Cup final. I'm head to Argentina uh, when we're Argent- when I'm in Argentina. Um, so we'll record next Friday, obviously. And then we'll record one more while I'm in Argentina. So it'll be our first international, not our first. We've had international guests before, but it'll be the first time one of us is international during the podcast. You're trying to say I don't leave the house? I'm not saying you don't leave the country. I'll leave the country sometimes. Yeah, but not during the podcast. I just haven't left the country since the pandemic. That's true. Uh, Wait, didn't you go on a cruise? That was before the pandemic. Oh, yeah, I was. I had a blast before COVID. It was almost like something told me to like do everything you can before COVID. <laughs> um, yeah. So we're gonna. So for the. So for those of you listening out there, um, we're gonna. We're pre-recording a couple episodes. Uh, pre-recording two episodes, uh, which will be interesting. Uh, but we're doing one December thirtieth. Will be a pre-recorded episode, and January sixth will be a pre-recorded episode. Um, then after that. Yeah, when we come back, we're we're live from the convention. Yeah, live shows. We're back. We're back with the live shows. We got interviews lined up. We got people coming out. I got um, the yep. sound box back. I'm looking forward to it. 
we got our our, our first official uh interviewee interviewee uh our first guest uh is already signed up mike barr signed hey, up signed mike up. barr mike barr signed up for the convention that's what i'm talking about yeah uh yeah he's gonna be on uh because we're gonna be and we don't we're gonna be there right so you don't want to miss uh, the 2023 United Soccer Coaches Convention in Philadelphia from January 11th to 15th. This convention is the largest gathering of soccer coaches, administrators, and fans of the fans in the world. Only at the convention can you attend sessions crafted with your coaching level and desired topic in mind, presented by world-class educators. Our collection of over 200 lecture sections and field demonstrations will offer every coach something to bring back to their own training sessions. Come learn from people like Amanda Vandervolt. Uh, she's the president of USL Super League. Anthony Flores, who's the youth technical director of the Philadelphia Union. Laura Harvey, head coach of the Rain. Dan Abrahams, world-renowned sports psychologist and also former Delaware Union or DE soccer podcast um, guest as well. Um, more, presenter, more presenters will be announced in the months leading up to the convention. Visit unitedsoccercoachesconvention.org. To register before your next the next price increase. So the price increases in six days. There you go. Save save, save some dollars. Save some bucks, man. Save some bucks. Yeah, yeah come on out. Gas prices are going down, but save some bucks. Come on out. Uh stop by stop by the booth. Email us if you want to, you know, follow us on, on Instagram. Send us a message on Instagram at DE Soccer Podcast. At DE Soccer Podcast, D Soccer Podcast. Message us on Instagram if you want to stop by. We'll set you. We'll send you our calendar. You can book an appointment, book a recording time with us. You can come hang out. Uh, we got we got some stickers. We got some prizes. Um, we got any challenges this year? We're doing any? Uh, we gotta we gotta see if we can cook something up. We got, we got get... What do we What do we have to give away? We're gonna get some koozies. Koozies. All right. I'd be pretty good. Yeah, you get some people to stop by, get some koozies. Yeah, go for it. Might get some, might get some water bottles. Might, go for get it. Some lab- might get some labels with water bottles. Can you just get some like really, really cheap water bottles and we just put our sticker on them? Nah, we got to get the label. Oh, you got, you actually trying to go fancy with it? Nah, we won't put the sticker on it. <laughs> what if we, what if we, all right, so what if we walk around the convention, collect as many free water bottles as possible? Put our sticker on them and then and then give them away for free. There you go. Just regifting items. We're just gonna regift anything we pick up from the from the um the what's it called? The uh exhibit hall. Exhibit hall, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll just stick our sticker from- on the we'll stick our sticker all over VO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll do that. Uh VO apparently is coming out with something new January 5th. Right before the convention, got an, yeah, I got an email about it. It's only about new analytics for for you or something. I don't know. Hey, right, we'll yeah. we'll see. So I'll tell you this: I appreciate Bo over. I think what is it, Trace, where you have to put those like monitors on everybody? Yeah, because that would be. Yeah, there's no feedback there coming from me. That's a lot of work to do. Yeah, it's a lot. That's a lot more cases you got to carry. Yeah. For sure. Uh, all right. So let's talk about some, what's what's been actually happening in the World Cup. Um, so if you, you know, if you have not kept up because you don't want to or, you know, you're in one of those. Because your country got kicked, got the boot, das boot. 
or you're or you're in a rock somewhere um but you listen to the podcast um so i mean what was the what do you think was the is the spain morocco the most shocking result out of the round of 16 uh what'd you say yeah i would say um i mean it's tough because it went to penalties so like you can't really say it was an upset i mean if you go back and look at the penalties you could probably say it was an upset but yeah, Spain was definitely disappointing. I mean, you poured seven goals in on Costa Rica. Yeah. Um, and I don't think they scored I think they scored like one goal after that. Yeah. So like <laughs> you gave everybody false hope. We thought Spain was back and then Spain scored Spain two goals out. after that. Scored one against Japan and one against Germany. So they scored two goals after that. So yeah, I think that that might be the upset. I mean, Morocco. You only won one game in the World Cup, which was against Costa Rica. Now is it? Yeah, and you blew them out. Like you beat an opponent with nobody. That opponent also beat Japan, though, which was very odd. Yeah, well, and that opponent also subbed in their best player when they played you at halftime. Yeah, which makes no sense, but. Yeah, I think Spain is definitely the upset so far. Um, I mean, just look at like this. I mean, and we always see this in the World Cup, right? And we can look at it, right? And, you know, I, I listened to Luis Enrique, former Spain national team coach. Um, He got he got el boot um, the other day. Uh, no, he's stepping down because uh, he's going to have a grandchild soon. No, that he got fired. He's stepping down because he had a grandchild. I got, I got the inside scoop. Yeah, the inside scoop. They literally announced that he was fired. It's not, that's not what he told me. That's not what he told you. That's not what he put on his Twitch. That's not what he put on his Twitch. Okay, fair enough. Uh, but he got, he's out. And also, they already have a replacement for him, <laughs> um, which was, you know, quick. Um, but Luis de la Fuente, who is the under 21 Spain manager, is taking over for him. Um, but I think the, you know, Luis Enrique talked about the fact that he doesn't necessarily care about the result. He really cares about the fact about, um, all he cares about is the process, right? And he believes that if you do things correctly over a longer period of time, your chances of winning is are, are going to be higher than you're losing. Yeah, I agree. And um, he he doesn't he doesn't fault like he thinks they played a ninety nine point nine percent perfect game against Morocco. I mean, if you're looking at doing something over a longer period of time. Why was Tiago not in the World Cup squad? I don't know that I don't know that I would fault the squad per se. I just fault the fact that you don't I'm have not fault the squad either, but I'm saying like you don't have a natural goal scorer in the and the one thing he he admitted afterwards, he admitted after the game after the in the press conference, he said that if he was gonna fault himself on anything, it would be the fact that Pablo Sarabia did not play it as much as he probably should have. Considering when he came in just to basically be a, a PK taker, which he missed, he created two of the most two of the most dangerous chances in that game. Yeah. So I, mean, I think I think I mean seventy seven percent I mean seventy seven percent possession, a thousand passes to three hundred, um, pass accuracy of ninety percent. You take thirteen shots, only one on target. Morocco takes six shots, two on target. So what does that really tell you, right? Like Right, but I also like the tough part is you know they've got that 
young, they got that Barcelona midfield, I guess you could call it, because that's all that was in there. Yeah. And in that moment, I think it was just too big for them to just jump ahead. Like they did, they did fine, right? But it's just a big moment for both of them. And that's where you kind of lean on that Champions League experience. Because I, I mean, Pedri hasn't played in the Champions League, the Europa League, sure. But you you start to lean on those guys that have been in certain situations, been there, you know, with their teams multiple times. And I think that's where like a Tiago helps you out. Like, yeah, sure, you got Busquets. But maybe you you go Tiago, Pedri, and Busquets, and you, and you take some of the pressure off, and you get a little bit more out of it. Get a little bit more out of it. But, hey, they lost to Morocco. Morocco is uh, changing the game. They're changing the world. They're changing the way people are looking at Morocco. Um, and they just picked up their coach in, what, September? Yeah. So, hey. Morocco's flying. I, I I just think it's difficult, right? When you're when you're starting forward as Marco Asensio is it's probably Yeah, I mean if you I just looked I'm just looking through his stats, right? Like he has one goal for Spain. Yeah. And he I mean he tore his ACL probably like a year and a half ago. Yeah, and for Real Madrid last year he scored in thirty one games, he scored ten goals. The year before he's played thirty five games and he scored five goals. Yeah. He, he he's not the same Marco Asensio before he got injured. Even before though, like look back. I look back at the twenty. 20- no, I mean like for like just in Real Madrid, he was getting minutes. He was getting in, but no, but but even but even when he was like 27, 2018 season, he played thirty two games, scored six goals only. Right, so he's not like yeah. he's an assist person for sure. Yeah, he's not a he, goal scorer, but he's not a goal scorer. So that's difficult when that's what that's what you're relying on, right? Like. You know, Ferran Torres also, I would say, not, you know, the most prolific goal scorer. He can score goals. He's not a he's not a guy that's going to get out and get you a goal every game. Yeah, neither is Danny Alma. <laughs> Danny Alma. Yeah. So, um, but and you mentioned, it's funny, you mentioned Champions League. So the U.S. gets eliminated by the Netherlands. And Greg Berhalter comes out and says that um, the reason why, or one of the reasons why, is because the Netherlands have Memphis Depay, who, you know, is a scoring Champions. machine, apparently, and scores in the Champions League. Um, Hold on, first of all, Memphis Depay... He's playing in the Europa League this year. Yeah. He played in he played six games in the Champions League. You know, so you know how many, scored, hold on. Do you know how many you know how many goals he scored in the Champions League uh last year? For is this when he was still is he no, still in with Barcelona with Barcelona? Last year? Yeah. He played six right. games last year in the Champions League for Barcelona. In the group stage last year? Yeah. One? Zero. Yeah, that's what I thought. It was he's not scoring goals. Yeah. He scored and, he hasn't scored in the Champions League since 2019-2020. So we gotta we gotta get our stats right. But what do you mean? One, he's, not the, he's not the first of all, he's not the leading goal scorer. He's not even the starter for Barcelona. No. Like if we played Poland, sure. 
And we say, okay, yes, Lewandowski is scoring goals in the Champions League. But that can't be our, our excuse because how many guys do we have on our team that play in the Champions League? Yeah. I mean, I think I would say realistically, um, you probably, um, I mean, I don't know how many uh, Christian Pulisic has, but he might have more than Memphis Depay. Yeah. I mean, Weston McKinney's played. He probably doesn't have the goals, but he's played. Serginho's played. He probably has more goals than Memphis Depay. Christian Pulisic scored two in the last actually the last Champions League. Was it Brendan Aronson lighting it up for um Salzburg? For Salzburg last year in the Champions League. He scored more goals than him. So like you've got guys that can't be the excuse. That can't because that would be if we were MLS based, then you say, Oh yeah, they're playing at a higher level than we are. All of our guys that start for the most part played in Europe. Yeah. Except for Walker Zimmerman, who should never put on a USA shirt ever again <laughs> he got no he totally if anybody was thinking of taking walker zimmerman and bringing him over to europe that game right there shows you why you should not and he should stay in mls he's the it, the lights came on and the stage was too big for him yeah it was way too big for him he he was getting cooked brendan aronson two goals in the champions league 21 22 season and i think they were game winners it meant something. Yeah. It, it wasn't like it was a 7 nothing game. But, I mean, no. yeah. Players scoring goals in Champions League, sure. But when you're unmarked in the box, I don't care who you are, most of the time you're going to score it. Yeah. And for us, Memphis converted on his opportunity. Christian did not. Christian scores that first opportunity, which... I mean, you should have scored. That changes the game. Yeah. Like, either it does one or two things. The U.S. gets a huge momentum, I believe, boost, or the Netherlands wakes up and beats us 6-1 because they're like, oh, no, we're not, we're not losing to these Americans. Yeah. But, I mean, for a keeper that just started playing in September – we didn't test him. We made it look very easy for him. Well, I, it's in, what's interesting is. So I was just looking through the stats of the of of the eight games in the round of sixteen, right? So the Netherlands had less possession, less passes, less pass accuracy than the U.S. They win the game. Argentina had more of everything. They won the game. So I think it was half and half. France had more possession, more passing. Better pass accuracy, they win the game. So that's that's two to one for more possession. England has more of everything. That's three to one to more possession. Croatia has more possession, more pass accuracy. They won, but only in PKs. PKs. That's four to one. And then we get into the other one. Um, Brazil. Brazil definitely had more possession. Barely. Really. Barely. 54 to 46, 609 passes to 529, 89% pass accuracy where uh, South Korea had 86%. So it was relatively close. Morocco, way less possession. They won the game. Yeah, you know Spain dominated that. Portugal, less possession than Switzerland. 
Interesting. Less passes in Switzerland. Less pass accuracy than Switzerland. They just well, took 15 shots, nine were on target, and they scored six of them. Yeah. Like, I mean, you, to the Netherlands' credit, the U.S. definitely looked to keep possession because they knew as soon as they turned the ball over, they were in trouble. Yeah, but and, the, first goal, the first goal is not because of a counterattack. Actually, the only goal that's really because of a counterattack is third. the third goal. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 you can say that, like, you can say that there, there's an element of transition where Tyler Adams loses Memphis Depay in the first one. Yeah. But the first one, the Netherlands connected like 20-some-odd passes in a row before they scored the goal. So second one comes off a throw-in. <laughs> right, like, so, I don't know. I just think, I, I think the U.S., um, I, I'm not entirely sure why Gio Reyna did not play as much as he should have. I don't know why Brandon Anderson did not play as much as he should have. Um, I don't know why Jesus Ferreira started. That yeah, that to me, um, you're 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 searching for something that you weren't going to get. I mean, you you basically came out, you started you started what um, Josh Sargent the first game. Yep. How'd you write? How'd you write the second game? And And then you go back to Sargent, and then you go to Ferreira, right? So we, and that was always the question leading up to the World Cup was who's going to be our starting forward. And we still don't have that answer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the two forward system, you can argue when we played England, worked for that game. Um, and I think it was just, you know, the game plan for England. But we're still searching for that. If, if, if Josh Sargent playing with his back to goal was what made us successful and gave us, you know, the opportunity to attack against Iran and to get forward and create goal scoring opportunities then you need to bring someone like that into that game against the Netherlands. Yeah. Why not put Christian there? Put Brendan out on a wing. Put Gio out on a wing. Why not? Yeah. You can play with his back to goal and he can help you create. I mean, if that's what you're looking for. He probably does it better than Josh Sargent. Yeah. Um, He doesn't have the size, but I think that, I mean... Who knows? I don't know what's in his little notebook. Um, yeah, I mean, and who knows what will happen? I mean, right now he's in he's in conversations to potentially renew his contract. Um, at the same time, I saw something that he potentially wants to try coaching in Europe. So, what he needs to do is he needs to go find two center backs. Um, and he's I thought he had them goal. though. Well, for the next cycle, because Tim Ream. Gonna be thirty nine years old. Yeah, I mean, re- realistically, Mark McKenzie's one of them. Or realistically, should be, or, yeah, or should be should considered be. one. Um, and then you got a. We yeah, got Miles Robinson, Miles Eric Robinson. Palmer Brown, Cameron Carter Vickers. Yeah. Um, those are just like the four now, right? You don't know in the next four years, you know, who's a seventeen, eighteen year old kid who. Yeah, who's not on the top? Who's not in their twenty? Uh, team with Paxton Aronson, right? Yeah, or somebody that just pulls up out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, um just don't know. Yeah. Um France against Poland. France I thought was a v- 
dominant in the sense of that, like, just Mbappe might be unguardable. I just, yeah, it's not. It was funny. I was looking about this, and I saw I saw somebody talking about it as, as well on one of the broadcasts. It's not so much that he's fast, right? Like you can be fast, right? So to me, there's the, for the most part, right? The best players in the world are either one of two things, right? They're either super fast or are super technical. It's rare to find the combination of the two things. Yep. Because it's he, very extremely difficult to be super technical when you're very fast. And he combines both. And, and really well. He'll, he will kill you. <laughs> yeah. Using both. And the, I think the scary part is his ability to stop and to start again. And just fly past you. He, like, there was times that he would be out on the wing looking for a cross and just kill the ball. Yeah. Make a pass. And the next thing you know, he's standing on the PK spot. Yeah. yeah. And the ball's in the back of the net. And you're like, still standing there, but you barely could turn your neck. And it's just like, yeah, you just killed me. That's what Ray Hudson said. He killed you. Yeah. Um, Lewandowski again, like almost playing as a center mid in the game. Can we give um, this man some help. Yeah. I, I think, I think it's one of, I think it's the, it's the age old conundrum, right? Like, is it, is it because you're that good as a forward or is it because the team around you is able to help you so much? Or is it just because target forwards like a number nine, like Lewandowski struggle at the world cup level. If the team around you isn't good because it's like, unfortunately just not going to get the ball as much. I mean, yeah, you're you're not going to get the ball as much. And when you look at, I mean, obviously league plays a little bit easier because, you know, players are more spread out, but I mean, when you look at playing against, you know, France, you know, you're playing against you know two quality center backs, right? Yeah. I mean, a quality back line just together, and you well, look at and I Lewandowski. Think, well, was that the missing piece for Spain, for example? Center back? No, 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 no. Like if, oh. if for example, if Lewandowski was was a full was was Spanish, instead yeah, of Poland. then that changes the game dramatically for like Spain still playing today. Right. And instead like, of scoring seven goals, they probably scored ten against Costa Rica. Right. Yeah. But the only other player I can name from Poland is Matty Cash. Matty Cash. And, and Wojak. Yeah, I mean it's yeah. You gotta get that man like you gotta you gotta get you gotta start a Polish uh attacking mid I mean, Chesney. Huh? Chesney. That's what I said, Wojak. Yeah. Chesney. Um Glick. No, he a center back. Yeah, he's massive, big guy. Yeah, but that's the, these are the players you don't necessarily want giving the ball to Lewandowski. I mean, you got you got Zielinski plays in Napoli. All right, silence. <laughs> there are Polish. There are other. There are better Polish players out there. They just need to go find them. I mean, Milik. Milik plays at Juve. Yeah. I mean, you know I what, don't know. You know um, what Milik? You know what Milk does during a soccer game? He just sits there. You know what Milik did during the World Cup? Sat there. Sat there. 
Um, England beating Senegal. Um, I thought was was again it was just a good, it was a good game. That was actually a fun game. Um, Portugal dominant performance against Switzerland. I, I I don't know if I would say dominant. I think you they were just lethal in front of the in the final third. They just finish. Hey, you finish your opportunities. That's where the games get to six one, right? Their ability to transition is not even on the counter attack. Just just quick transition and just boom goal. They got some. They got some players. Pepe still out there holding it down. Ugh. Ugh. The fact that he scored. A Bruno. Goal. Bruno looking yeah. good out there. Yeah. Um. And then Ronaldo coming off the bench. Which Ronaldo? Uh. Now it, it, so apparently the rumors of him moving to Saudi Arabia are not true. He has not That's signed crazy, anything. Is that two hundred eleven million dollars? Is um. He has not signed anything, according to him. There was also a rumor that he was potentially leaving the World Cup, and then that the manager came out and said that he's not leaving. Um, Sleep here on my floor. You ain't going nowhere. Yeah, it, it's it's interesting to see, like the Ronaldo tabloids. Yeah, I mean, because realistically, it's it's just like basically he's not like. I think, I think Ronaldo in the last two to three years has not adjusted the same as Messi did. Well, his game doesn't... The the style that Ronaldo plays is caught up to his age. Like, yes. Ronaldo's used to, like, running at you, scissors, taking long shots. Instead of just becoming a target... Becoming a certain, somewhat of a Lewandowski. Yeah. Right? Which, or Slatan, which he has the ability to do because he's... Yeah, let the, game, let, let the game come to you. Yeah, like it just he struggles at that. Like, I mean, Messi's slowed down too. He's not taking players on at the rate he was taking players on, but when he yeah. takes you on, it's still, bro, watch out. Yeah, it's crazy to see that. It, and it's funny because, um, they interviewed Alexis McAllister yesterday, uh, in the press conference, the Irishman, and they asked him, you know, who's who has surprised you in the Argentina national team, like internally, like when you were out there, like who surprised you? And he said, Messi. He said, because it doesn't matter how many times you watch him. Like it's still unbelievable to watch. And at the same time, he's like, you know what he's going to do. You think you have an idea. And then when he does it, you're still amazed by it because it doesn't look like it's like, it makes it look, he makes it look, look easy. And Everyone else struggles with it. It's because he's walking and he's dissecting you as he's walking. Well, right. That's what Pep said, right? Like he literally is walking and checking his shoulder and then ask for the ball. And as soon as he, as soon as you do what he wants you to do, you're beat. And he might not even touch the ball yet. Yeah. And you're beat. Yeah. It's in different, he's in a different plane of existence, I think. Yeah. I mean, the sick part is when he's walking, he gets the ball and faces you. Yeah. And already is three moves ahead of you and has already passed the ball into the back of the net before he even. And it's almost, and I was actually having having this conversation with my dad. It's almost like he's picking and choosing the moments to go. Right. Like, absolutely. But not only is he picking and choosing the moments to go, he's almost like picking and choosing when he wants, when he's okay with giving up the ball and when he's not. I think that's the scariest part. Like this guy, oh, is, like when he does like one of those short one twos, he like gets the ball. He's like, ah, oh, no, I take it back. I don't want it. <laughs> like either that or when he's like, he's like, ah, I'm I'm gonna go at like sixty percent on this one, or I'm gonna go like eighty. 
And then exactly. all of a sudden, you know, against Australia, he had a moment where he dribbled past the entire. He went from midfield to the other 18, dribbled past four people. And you're like, wait a minute. And like in the 80th minute, and you're like, wait, where did this come from? Yeah, it's just like just trying to see what you guys are going to do. You know, it just it's it's I just think his ability to like be unpredictable yet predictable at the same time is is outstanding. Um, he just wants similar, you to adjust a certain. He just wants you to adjust a certain well, way so right. you get it right. <laughs> well, very similar to Mbappe, right? You're like, all right, he's gonna try to cut me here. I'm gonna like, and by the time you process that, he, he's already gone. You just gotta step on Mbappe's glass shoe, man. Yeah, it's, I don't know if you still catch him. Um, step on him, he'll be on the ground like ah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so uh, the the World Cup unfortunately has left some some teams without coaches. Uh, so if anyone's looking for a job, uh, here's what's available. Y'all, y'all hiring? Here's the job board. Here's the here's the here's the international coach job board. <laughs> so Mexico currently looking for a uh, for a coach. Tata Martino obviously been fired. Bring your res. You got to have a high resume for that one. You got to be. You got to be somebody. Roberto Martinez, out of Belgium, um, which for that one potentially they already have a replacement for him, and he's already currently in the World Cup. Louis Van Gaal, rumored to be. Uh, I thought my cuz. I thought everybody was gonna look down the bench and look at my cuz. Who? Thierry. No, 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 no. I was say, man, we, we we're going back. We're going to Belgium. No, um, no. <laughs> Potentially, the rumor is that uh, because no matter what happens with the World Cups with, ne- with Netherlands, Louis Van Gaal is done after after this year. After like after the World Cup, he's done with ne- the Netherlands. His contract's done. He's not renewing it, and there's already a rumor that he is potentially going to take the Belgium job. Why? Why? Eden Hazard. Eden Hazard. Uh, um, resigning. Retired. From the team. He had retired from the national team. Uh, so Marco Martinez is out. He should have um, retired, but he didn't get selected to come to the World Cup. <laughs> uh, Odo Otto uh, from Ghana fired, quit. Uh, he left his role. Um, even though they, I thought they did well. No, they did well. I, I wouldn't want to coach for Ghana, man. I want to be in the crowd. I'll be the I'll be the hype man. You be the hype man. I'll be in the um, I'll be in the supporter section. Who is probably the most uh, energetic? Um, eccentric. I don't know what the word is. Uh, Paulo Bento from South Korea, um, left uh, after um, after Brazil beat him in the round of sixteen. Um, yeah, he was also the guy that was red carded. One of the, one of the only actually the only coach to be red carded. Only red carded the tournament, right? So uh, no, there's been there's been another one. Oh. Uh, he was goal, the first one. Goalkeeper. No, goalkeeper was red card in the group stage game. Oh, from Wales. Yes. Yes. Yep. Old Wayne, Old Wayne Hennessy. Yeah. And then Luis Enrique, uh, who we spoke about earlier, has been sacked. Um, How could Spain? I'll sit in the chair the whole time. Just be like, yeah. Yeah? You got it? Yeah. Right. You don't got to. Hey, listen, you don't got to wear any gear either. I could just show up in a, what I'm wearing now. Yeah, there you go. Let's just just bring your own polo shirt. <laughs> but he wears a Spain shirt for the press conference. That's a, that's the craziest part. Yeah, bring your own bring your own shirt. Apparently, they don't give out. They're saving they're saving money on a uh, match day gear. There you go. Um, all right. Um, 
NCAA national championships. We talked about this last week with Kyle, um, but since then, there's been some some updates. Uh, John Hopkins wins the Division Three Women's National Championship, um, beating um, uh, who do they beat? Um, the other team, Virginia West. Uh, no, not Virginia Westland. Um, Colorado. Uh, Case Western Reverse uh, Reserve, Case Western Reserve from um from Ohio, Ohio. Yeah, that was just yeah. we were looking up. Yeah, uh, John Hopkins uh wins the national championship um in a very 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 good run in the in the NCAA tournament. They'd beat Messiah four to one. They'd beat Williams two to one. They'd beat Trinity uh four nothing. They're beating uh Misericordia two nothing before that, and they're beating Leslie six nothing in the first round. So um dominant performance so far. Um so uh division three men's soccer University of Chicago uh winning the game um first uh female Williams. coach to um, to win a national championship with a male team, so yep. uh, congratulations. We talked about um, the coach last year or last week. Um, we predicted it last year that this is la- la- last year we predicted it. Uh, so yes, Julian Sitch, congratulations to Julian Sitch for the national championship there. Uh, division two, um. Division two, where's my division two one? Um, division two men's soccer, Franklin Pierce beating CSU Pueblo in the final there. Um, and then in division two women's soccer, uh, Western Washington beating Westchester two to one. Um, so Western Washington wins. And then in women's soccer, in a very, very somewhat controversial um <clears throat> game according to Kyle Graves. Uh UCLA beats North Carolina in extra time. Um North Carolina was up two nothing. Um UCLA ties the game with 16 seconds left to go in the second half. Gotta see the game out, oh Anton. And then they got it, and then they go on and win it in the last two minutes of the extra time period. Of the second extra time period. Anson Dorrance, man, got to see the game out. Tough, man, tough. I think tough, he was chasing tough. that set. You know that question. You know you're up two nothing. I think he was chasing that third goal to put him to bed. Yeah, yeah. And uh, came back. Yeah. Um, and then the Division One men's soccer. Um, the semifinals are actually tonight. Uh, so Pittsburgh plays Indiana, and then Syracuse plays Creighton. Ooh. And the final will be on um the 12th, which is uh what Monday? Yeah. Monday night. Yep. Monday. Monday night at 6 p.m. So I got a I got something coming for Kyle if uh Siracus doesn't come through. <laughs> I know somebody that knows somebody that can get him a shirt he has to wear. Oh yeah? I think that'll shirt? be funny. Crane shirt. Yeah, it'd be Pretty fun. Sure. That'd be great. That would be phenomenal. 
Or we could just Photoshop him next to the, uh, I think they're the Blue Jays. Yeah. And just post that picture. Put, put a picture of a Blue Jay eating an orange. There you go. An orange. There you go. A lot of work. There you go. That would be funny. <laughs> All right. I'm work on my Photoshop skills. <laughs> Working on Canva. Uh, um, all right. uh, bar, Barstool Creighton. <laughs> um, player of the match. Tyler Adams. Easy. <clears throat> um, you know, he by far was the best player consistent from the consistency standpoint the U.S. had. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if he's – I'd be surprised if he was at Leeds next year. Um, if he wasn't at a bigger club, a top club, because the performance he put in, um, his stock rose tremendously. Like it, it put him to the top. So, um, Tyler Adams. Um, mine's gonna go down, go to Gonzalo Ramos, scoring a hat trick in uh, in one of his few games with Portugal. Um, yeah. Coming in for Ronaldo is probably not the easiest thing, especially when you're a young pup, um, 21 years old, um, and he steps in and says, you know what? I got you. Um, three goals. Um, so good for him. I mean, in the in this season so far for Benfica, 11 games, nine goals. So, I mean, he's really only been a pro for for really a year and a half. Um, yeah. So, um, last year he played 29 games, scored seven goals. Already, he's got nine goals in in 11 games for for Benfica. So, um, so yeah, mine goes out to him. Um, all right, on this day in soccer history, December 9th, 1999, David Beckham, at the time playing for Manchester United, the height of his career, uh, gets banned. From driving for eight months and find eight hundred pounds, um, for driving a Ferrari, seventy-six miles an hour in a fifty-mile-hour zone. I think what's interesting is apparently, according to um, according to the laws of England, uh, it's a requirement to give the cost of any soccer player's car when they're fined. So his Ferrari, one hundred fifty thousand pound Ferrari. I think it was cheap. Hundred fifty thousand pounds. Yeah, but this is also nineteen ninety nine. Hundred fifty thousand pounds. You trying to say they didn't have like million dollar cars back in? No, I'm saying they did, but he was probably not. He was. I mean, one hundred fifty thousand dollar or a fifty thousand pound Ferrari is probably nineteen ninety nine. Is you know. Nice that that was just his. That was just his ride around car. That's his ride around car, man. Uh, um, I mean, so you got to think about it. His his wife was towards the top of her career then too or coming yeah. down i don't you know i mean they were both that was probably peak yeah so it's an interesting um so he won the appeal against the ban so he wasn't but he still had to pay the fine um but his appeal was based on the fact that he said he was trying to escape the paparazzi photographer and he probably wasn't lying do you think and this, this is the reason why I brought this up. Do you think at any point in your life you're going to be put in a situation where you have to escape because someone's trying to take a picture of you? Yeah. Yeah, you think so? Yeah. Yeah. I do. All right. I like the confidence. I'm not I'm not saying anything against you. 
It's easy. <laughs> got to escape. Got to escape Hillary when she's trying to take a picture. With <laughs> I said paparazzi, not like. Did you? We got. I gotta. I gotta run that back. I, gotta, uh, I, gotta, no, I think I, I said someone. Someone's trying to take a picture of you. I did say that. I did say that. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah, right. that's an easy one. <laughs> <laughs> Just make sure you keep your eyes open for the pictures. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> uh, all right. Fair play of the week. Fair play of the week. Um, actually, let me give it up to uh, Arsene Wenger. Actually, I got two of them. First one's going to go out to Arsene Wenger um, for trying to decipher what they're going to do for the 2026 World Cup with the um, the format because they're adding 16 teams. Yep. Um, and I don't think they're. I think they're trying not to go to four group or not four groups, but um however many groups 48 divided by four <laughs> whatever that number well, I mean, right is right now you have eight groups 12, so it'll be 12, to 12 groups um i think they're trying to go away from that i think they're trying to figure out a way i think it's that or they go to like three groups of three and the top two go through so i think that's where the 16 groups comes in but they're just trying to figure out what the format of the group stage is going to be and what the format of the knockout stage is going to be. Um, because the they last could be going good, they could be going back to where the group stage or sorry, where the knockout will not it wouldn't be a knockout, but the playoff stage would be another group stage, right? That's what I thought was going to happen. It was, it was going to be a like it was going to be almost like a little world cup before the world cup, yeah. So there was going to be some teams that automatically made it into the group stage, like for the World Cup, and then there was going to almost be a play-in for it as well. Um, no, I think it was it's six the it's sixteen groups of three, and the top two create. Because well, the other like thing 32, is, I guess. <laughs> well, I think they're supposed to be regionally located. Yes. So that way they're they're within the they're and then until so all the quarterfinal games. Or the round of 16 and the quarterfinal games are all getting played in the US. Did you know that? Yeah. Yeah. Everything so else. The final. So it's the final. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, Mexico and Canada really just only get group stage games. Yeah. But the final will be played in Dallas. That's what you keep saying. Trying to tell you, man. I know. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying, like, that's what you keep saying. Jerry, all right. Jerry, Jerry going by that, by that <laughs> World Cup. Um, all right, what's your what's your second fair play of the week? Um, my second, I forget the guy's name from South Korea, but he plays for a he did a military salute um every yes. time they played yes. in, in uh every time they did the national anthem. Yeah. So this guy is actually playing, he got pulled from his club team mm-hmm. and is actually playing for a military soccer team in South Korea. They play in the second division. Um, you have to play for them for two years to fulfill your military service. And then you get to go back and play for your club. Um, I don't think it was one of the Kims. I think it was a, it was Wang. Yeah. Um, but I thought that was pretty cool. Um, you know, it's tough because I think he's played in Europe for a couple of teams. But that's tough to be able to get pulled from your club team. Drop down to the second division of Korean soccer, South Korean soccer. And still be able to make your World Cup roster and be able to play and so, represent your country. So, do you remember Sun had to leave 
for for Tottenham for a couple months because he had to yeah. do because he also had to qualify for the Olympics. Mm-hmm. If he got to play in the Olympics, then he would have to he'd be able to escape or not escape. He'd be able to uh, basically get a waiver for the military service for two years. Yeah. Um, if he didn't, then he would have to go back home for two years. Yeah, that's and they they cut him a raw deal. Yeah, so um, that's a good that's a good one. Um, my <clears throat> my fair play of the week, uh, actually kind of in the same lines as yours, uh, goes out to to Japan, um, to actually more of the Japanese fans, um, because again they lost against Croatia and then they they started picking up trash and trying to clean up everything. Um, just think it sets a good example. No, they 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 always said it. They were cleaning up the uh, stands after the first game of the World Cup, and yeah. their team wasn't even playing. Yeah, and there's always those things that go out where um their players clean up. You know the lock like they yep. just class, just class act. You know they always set the example um around the world. Um, very thankful, you know, very kind people. So, yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, I like it. Um, all right, well, uh. Officially, the Brazil Croatia game has started. Brazil's up one up. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, so it has started. Um, all right. Well, um, next, actually, shout out to Brazil. Look, got third Brazil in the fair play of the week for getting all 26 players. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and, and forgetting and forgetting uh, Tite to, to dance. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it- that guy was out there, had no idea what was going on. Nah, he was out there dancing, man. Yeah, he was dancing because he knew he was keeping that job. <laughs> That's like uh, that money dance. When when we talk next week on Friday, we will we will have our World Cup finalists in our third and fourth place games. Isn't that, isn't that crazy? Yeah, we'll have a special guest. Who? Messi? Uh, no. Oh, okay. Right. Think, think local. Think local. Local. Who's the special guest next week? Isn't that one of the pre-recorded well, I episodes? Set, I set you? this up. You wanted to come. You wanted no, to that's a, that's a, that's a pre-recorded episode. That's not an. That's a oh, my bad. Yeah, that's a you're you're thinking. Well, we are recording the episode next week. We are recording an episode next week. Yeah, next week we got two episodes basically. We got a lot of work to do next week. That's a lot of work, man. It's a lot of work, but. All right. Well, thanks for joining us this week. And remember, always receive the ball on your front foot.